Paradise Paradox. Cool. My name's Aaron Battle. My name's Kurt Robertson. How's it going? Uh, it's, it's been great, man. It's been good. great. This good. has been a topic that I think I've wanted to do for a little while. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you know, relationships. And it's cool because uh, it's, uh, we've got different views on it. Yeah. I think we're on the same page. <laughs> cool. Uh, when this, we're on the same page with different views. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, okay. So, like, yeah, we, we we talk about a few things like uh, uh, polyamory. Why someone might want to be polyamorous. The problems with with monogamy and the benefits of monogamy. Um, the, the anarchistic nature of monogamy. <laughs> How it, it provides you the last line of defense against government power and yeah, it's important to grow the family but we talk about cultural aspects uh how how that can affect you know the how the um well here we talk about husband wife dynamic but you know all relationships how like cultural context and how the society is going to view your doings all, all that bunch of bullshit yeah so join us on another episode Paradise Paradox, we're right here in front of you. Prepare yourself. Get out the lubricant and spread those cheeks because it's going to be rough. But don't get upset about it. Just, yeah. uh, just, just chill. <laughs> cool. So, uh, yeah, so remember, head on over to, to Facebook. You can find us on Facebook. Press like. Hover over the like button and press get notifications so you can keep in touch. Head on over to YouTube, press like, press subscribe, uh, subscribe on iTunes, Pocket Casts, um, Podcast Addict, jump on over to the Paradise Paradox, have a look at our old episodes and cream your pants with delight on the amazing stuff with, that we're doing here. And you can also buy some t-shirts off us on the paradiseparadox.com, click on the, on, the, on the t-shirt link up the top and get some Bitcoin, gold, silver themed t-shirts and have a good one uh yeah i'm looking forward to seeing that t-shirt on someone else not us because of (laughs) course you know it's our shirt but it'd be cool can you can you imagine that yeah what would you do what would you do when you see that person just you know walking the dog i don't know delivering (laughs) something uh, bringing you your weed. No, that's pretty. That's pretty my. I probably gave him a shirt because I couldn't afford to pay him. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, I think it's, it'd be it'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, it would be cool. So, so go buy a couple. Uh, represent your your loathing for central banks, and yeah, let's get into it. happening Aaron uh, my main man my top slice my ace in the hole we still play that intro I love that <laughs> intro uh, never gonna change the intro things are good yeah okay um, just doing a little research 
you, you've decided quite a topic today. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Uh, yeah, well, let's see. Uh, I was thinking the other day, um, like somehow this came up in our conversation uh, and I said uh, about marriage, you know, a, lo- a lot of men over the years have, have said to me, listen, Kurt, um, you're single, right? And I said, yeah, uh, you're not married, yeah. Uh, and they said, great, stay that way. Getting married is the worst thing you could possibly do. Uh, many, many men, even uh, one of your um, your your wife's cousin the the other day, he said that even in front of his wife. <laughs> it's it's not a it's not a secret. I'm I'm imagining now um, when when Billy Madison goes back to primary school yeah. after going to high school, yeah. and he grabs the fat kid by the sides of the face. And he says, stay here <laughs> for as long as you can. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, on the flip side, I don't ever remember anyone saying to me, listen, getting, getting married is, is the absolute best thing I've ever done. I, I guess I, maybe I have seen a, a few guys um, say stuff like, uh, you know, being in a, in a long-term committed relationship was a good decision. It's there is a, a slight sprinkling of that. Well, I guess humans do like to advertise bad news more than they do like to advertise good news. So that that probably has something to do with it. Um, but uh, it still seems very skewed towards the negative side. Yeah. Well, it was only a year and a half ago that I got married, and yeah, pretty clear that no one said. Yay! Good work. Get married. You're gonna never look back. Like, yeah, I mean, I say it like that because no one, no one said it. Right. It's uh, it's it's very interesting. Anyway, they're all thinking. No. Worries. Yeah, I mean, of of course, it's like, congrats, man. Cool. Uh, there's a lot of that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, and like a, now a year into the gig, my dad. Well, you're you're making it sound like it's all like with the. the... Uh, like someone's 18 and they're, and they're pregnant and, and you're like, oh, uh, congratulations, man. That's good news. <laughs> I, I want to be, be real about it. And, yeah. and like the real, the real of this is that no guy realizes what they're doing. Okay, okay. It's like, you know, good or bad, whatever. But before you get married, there's no way you know yourself after you get married, you, you, okay. you, you, follow, you follow. Okay, okay. So, so Kurt, you've been you've been with your your girlfriend a couple of years, and you're like, yeah, you know, we're in love and I things are great. It's so, well, you know, just throw putting you in the situation. The <laughs> and it's like I'm going to get married. Yeah, cool. But once you get married, this this Kurt dies. Like, there's there's no coming back. Okay, you, marriage you, equals you are. death. I'm going to, maybe I should uh, put up a big uh, blackboard somewhere here and, and just uh, write it in big red letters. Marriage every, equals death. Every guy knows this, that they got married. Everyone knows because you're never the same. You, okay. you chemically change. The decisions in your brain, you're a different, you're a different guy. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I look back and I'm like, you know, um, like, Okay, the example, what I was going to say was, uh, you know, a year in to being married and dad asked me, uh, you know, 
with with his with his cheeky grin on his face. I mean, you know, you've you've met my dad. He's he likes to he likes to joke around, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. says, uh, "So you know, how are things? How's life? How's marriage? How's whatever?" And uh, and and I look at him like, you know, why why asking? Because I, I can see this. There's more. There's more going on here. And you know, maybe maybe I'm being funny as well. And it's like, you know, marriage is good. And I look at him like, but you already knew that, didn't you? It's like, you know, he didn't, he didn't really give me any advice. He's like, <laughs> my, my, my dad's a kind of dad that, that looks at you and like, you know what you're doing? And you say, yep. And dad's like, cool. Okay. You know what you're doing? Like, you know, like you're the man. Make <laughs> your decisions, big boy. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah. so, yeah. So like that, it's like he knew that I would only know once I got married you know what it'd be, and I, and, and, and I, I realized <laughs> okay, okay. I realized that tell, he knew can that. Can we talk about your your mother in this situation, uh, Mum? Well, because <laughs> um, I I want to tell the the story about about your wedding and your mum. Can I, I tell it? Sure. I mean, okay. I, I, okay. I think it's I think it's cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, well, we yeah, can edit this part out. It's but, all it's uh, all very uh, sensitive <laughs> information. <laughs> but it wasn't. That was the thing. <laughs> Everybody what, knew. <laughs> yeah. What happened was uh, we're at the wedding out there in Tequila, and, and it's like the the day after the wedding, uh, and you know we're hanging out and having a, having a good time and and whatever. Uh, and your mother, she's, uh, uh, she's not very, uh, she's not a very vocal woman. She doesn't talk a whole lot, um, except when it comes to Spanish, when it, when, uh, suddenly when she starts speaking Spanish, she's like a completely different person and she's willing to talk and talk and talk. And, and so I was there with, uh, with, with my lady friend, uh, Itzel, uh, and Itzel was taking some photos. Um, she's a good, photographer let's see on the wall here uh and and uh then yeah she, so she was hanging out and and um uh and it's i was taking taking a photo of of you with joanna or so you know with benny or somebody else uh and and um as she started to take the photo um what's your mother's name irene irena yeah Irene, uh, she she uh, like runs out of the photo, and it sounds like ah, oh, she must be shy. She's just camera shy. But then <laughs> uh, Irene is like, um, yeah, I didn't want to be in that photo because uh, you know I actually hate Aaron's wife. I, they I really they were the words. <laughs> pretty. pretty heavy. I, I didn't I didn't hear it. I didn't catch all of it. It was in Spanish. But she just, she just started unloading this on Itzel. Uh, and afterwards, Itzel was like, holy shit, I didn't, like, now you put me in a position. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really care to know that. And then I had to, <laughs> like, tentatively tentatively go to you and say, hey, uh, so how is your, your, your mother and what does your mother uh, think about Joanna? And, and you were like, well, she really doesn't like her. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's, it's pretty clear. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, okay. To put that in to put that in context, um, and, and sorry, Ma, you know, to spill the beans, but uh, you know, I, I think you know, and I think we're going to go into here about like you know the the Mexican culture of uh, machismo. Yeah, it's like I, I I don't I didn't really understand until until I until I moved here, you know what what that machismo was exactly. Because it it isn't just 
the the Mexican man playing up like you know like I'm a, I'm a big man and I'll do as I wish, and uh, you know everything's my way. It's it, it's kind of, it gets played by the women as well, mm. and I think I think what what happens here is my mum never liked any of my girlfriends ever, like that was there was never any any you know maybe sometimes once we broke up it was like mum was like whew. I don't know, not going to get married to her, so now we can be friends again. <laughs> Re- really interesting. But um, I think my mum's point of view, she would rather um, if, if I had, you know, various girlfriends. And I was like, you know, that's my boy. My dad never gave me that. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so, you know, I had a lot of pressure. And I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get married. Dad... What's, what's the advice? Because mum's not telling me anything. Mum would rather me be a free stallion out there doing my thing. <laughs> um, and, and dad was like, you know, I, I can't give you any advice other than, you know, you know what you're doing, right? This is your decision. You, you make the call. And, uh, and that was it. But the reason why I say you have to get married is because you may be six months down the track of being married and you have this this you, you know, reality hits you. It's like, you know, the wedding's happened, the honeymoon's happened, you've had the party and you're like, uh, you know, I, I'm married for the rest of my life. Mm. This is it. And, and you're looking at your wife, you know, sleeping so gracefully at your side that one day, and you know, all married guys know you have this one day where, you, where reality hits you in the head like a hammer and go, bam, you know, this is your, this is your life. You chose this. Stop thinking about ex-girlfriends. Stop looking at girls in the gym. That's all off limits now. You know, you can't even talk to these girls, you know, I mean, in the way you, you, know, you are in your mind. Well, you, you, you better talk to them or you're going to lose your edge. And that's <laughs> this is the key. This is, this, is where you need, this is where you need to bring your machismo back and you're like, okay, wife, okay, I'm the husband. You're the wife. We're still two people living two different lives. Um... And, you know, we need to be very open and transparent about, you know, where our thoughts are at and what's going on. Because, you know, you, you sent me a couple of articles and now I'm thinking that I should forward them to join her as well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, well, we'll get into that in a sec. Cool. Yeah. So the, the articles, the mysterious articles, which Aaron mentioned. Um, yeah. Like, so one of one of things that I brought up is, is, uh, is actual... Uh, you know, scientific type study from the American Psychological Association, or it's published on the American Psychological Web, um, Association website, I should say. And it's it's the abstract here is saying that, um, well, the headline, big, nice, beautiful headline for all you machistas and, and all you dogs out there, men who cheat show elevated testosterone levels. Uh, and so... Yeah, I mean that that kind of says it all. That's, <laughs> um, the the thing is when uh, when men have multiple sexual partners, their their testosterone levels to, tend to be increased. Another article that came up here was on the, the polyamorydiaries dot com called "Why Men Cheat," uh, and it it goes through this little case study. Um, it, it mentions some of this research as well, but it it mentions this one case study where the guy was like, uh yeah, he he had a great job, great wife, great kids. Everything was great, 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 great. But then he he just had this 
gloomy feeling like he's in a life and death situation if he doesn't go and fuck another woman, <laughs> which um, it, it sounds a little bizarre on the surface, but uh, I'm, I'm sure just about every guy who's been in a long-term relationship can relate to that at some level. Um, and it's like if, if the, the article describes this, this situation where um, your, your body actually starts to go through these physiological changes. Um, so you've been living for someone for so long that you don't see them as a sexual partner anymore uh, because it's supposedly it's like this evolutionary um, instinct which is meant to, to mitigate incest um, so, of course, if you live with your sister, you don't want to have sex with your sister. <laughs> um, it's only natural that you don't want to have sex with your sister. Um, but the, the same thing applies. If you live uh, with, with your wife for many years, um, this, the same thing is going to kick in, at least according to this, this source here. Uh, and, so so yeah. you are, you're just turned off? So you're saying, you know, you're a few years into your marriage and yeah. it's like this companion of yours mm. uh, becomes so normal, normalized yep. that you don't even, you know, she could be bombshell. Yeah. And it's like, nah. Yeah. Well, it's like that old meme, like uh, it's boyfriend. Uh, every beautiful woman, you know, it doesn't matter how beautiful she is. Someone somewhere is tired of having sex with her. Uh, and it's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Apparently, I mean, um, so the, this article tries to to make these distinctions between uh, like love and sexual passion and companionship. Um, the these things which we think should all go together, and we think uh, you know maybe we have this this Hollywood Disney type vision in our minds, and so, you know the Disney without the sex, but still still the passion is there, and we just expect it to continue forever, which you know is is idealistic and completely unrealistic. It's not how that's going to work in the real world, at least not without significant sustained effort. But it did, it did affect the price of diamonds. <laughs> Isn't that what the whole industry is based on? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, the, the De Beers uh, diamond monopoly. Yeah, there's an interesting article. Have you ever tried to sell a diamond uh, about that one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, only to the guy about to get married. <laughs> yeah. That's the only one who will buy it. Yep. So, the, I mean, this goes back to, I mean, I like, I like using the, the, the machista culture because it's just so, it's just so wrong. Mm. Like, it, like compared to like political correctness, it's, it's pretty much wrong in every regard, but it works mm. here in Mexico because that, that's, that's the way things are. I think it could be all Latin America, you know, like it's kind of got that, or maybe, maybe even Europe as well. Mm. Actually, you know what? It's the whole world. I think men men strive to be more man like. Yeah, it's uh, just here that's more accepted. <laughs> yes, uh, that's the and key. You can you can say stuff like, "Hey, what do you expect?" Uh, yeah, I'm a machista, a Mexican, <laughs> and uh, nobody will bat an eyelid. They'll they'll be like, "Yeah, of course." You know, the, the neighbors the neighbors might even laugh and go, "Well, you know, at least you have a nice kitchen." <laughs> and it's that's the way it is but um it's okay so there's a there's an attitude here with the women as well um yeah. i mean and i thought it was a joke 
and I think it might still be. Um, oh, it's a pretty serious joke. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, and and I don't know where see, was Joanna told me this. Like, you know, you wrote yeah. it, and, yeah. and Joanna said these words to me, and I thought, are you, are you, what's, what is this? To me, it was. What did she say? Spill the beans. She said, Amen. "You can do whatever you want with whoever you want, whenever you want, but please don't let me know about it. Find <laughs> out, hear about it." Or see the photos. <laughs> I don't want to know. Yeah. Don't hurt me. It. Mm-hmm. Like that. And then, okay, I'm like, that was pretty extensive. Like, okay, of course, you know, yeah, baby, I don't want to hurt you. Why would I, why would I do that? <laughs> but, it's, but it's deeper than that because she wasn't joking. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is like, I guess to some extent, Mexican women are more switched on than than you know people in Australia who are deluded and think, ah, oh, you know, we're in a long term committed relationship and cheating could never happen. Um, that's that might just be a fantasy. Um, it's it's like you know I say that to uh, you know to a few of the boys back home. And they're like, holy shit, you just got the you just got the hall pass. You know, you got green light to do whatever you want. And it's Not like, exactly. I was like, well, because <laughs> it takes a lot of structuring. It's a, it sounds like a lot of hard work to me. Yeah, it's <laughs> say, oh, this is why they say marriage is hard work because you've got to conceal your your cheating. Yeah, it's like well, everyone knows it's only cheating if, if you, and when you get caught. You get caught. <laughs> if. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't cheat. Mm. I would never dare <laughs> to cheat. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's pretty tough because I know that it's, it's not like, uh, it's a black and white switch. Mm. If, um, well, I mean, it's, it's a big question of respect as well. It's like, you know, I know once, once you step over the line, that's it. You know, because Mexican women never forget. Never forget, Ever. I don't know if you've realized that already, but you cross a Mexican female, you know, you're shot in the head twice. <laughs> little, little culture. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, it's not, it's not like, you know, it's not like I've got the, the whole pass. It's just, um, it's, it's more about, you know, I need to understand, you know, that, I've, that I have a, a beautiful flower in my hand and it can never go back to being the way it was if it ever changes. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's like the change of state. It doesn't, chemical reactions, we're, no, we're never going back. Mm. If, you know, that ever happened. Mm. Yeah, okay. So, let's see. This is a, a classic story here and, and the article on Pollyanna Marie Diaris is, is signing this from Sex at Dawn, this famous story about the Coolidge effect. President Calvin Coolidge and his wife were visiting a commercial chicken farm in the 1920s. Okay. Uh, During the tour, the first lady asked the farmer how he managed to produce so many fertile eggs with only a few roosters. The farmer proudly explained that his roosters happily performed their duty dozens of times each day. Perhaps you could mention that to the president, replied the first lady. Overhearing the remark, President Coolidge asked the farmer, Does each cock service the same hen each time? Oh, no, replied the farmer. He always changes from one hen to another. I see, 
replied the president. Perhaps you could point that out to Mrs. Coolidge. The invigorating effect of a variety of sexual partners has become known as the Coolidge effect. Press like on YouTube. Press like on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and Pocket Casts. Follow us on Twitter at BattleAZ at TroubleBubble and show your support at donate.theparadiseparadox.com. So. The Coolidge effect. Yeah, so the point is. Fuck a lot of women and raise your testosterone. Not not necessarily as a recommendation, but that's uh, physiologically that seems to be uh, an important fact. Then you have to you have to. I mean, even if you're going to live in a monogamous relationship, you have to somehow take that into account. But these are, I mean, this is kind of a pretty strong case to actually be in a in in a polyamorous or po- polygamous relationship or something you know something uh different something that involves um more than one partner although it does i mean it does mention in in these articles that even um even just having a suggestive encounter like if you if if you flirt with the girl at mcdonald's uh there then that might actually boost your testosterone uh so yeah it's it's definitely something to to think about because if you are in a monogamous relationship for for years and years uh the apparently physiologically you're just going to lose the spark and you have to find you have to do do something about that and i don't know what the other solution is other than flirting with other women and and having sex with other women which makes it a very well, in the, a de- very difficult position that you are in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think it's been affecting me physically just yet. Hmm. But, you know, I'm, I'm still a young married guy. Well, I was, you know, still hitting the gym. So I, uh, maybe, that's the, maybe that's a solution to it. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely part of it. Because, yeah. um, well, I mean, the gym isn't just going to the gym and, and physically moving. It's, it's social. It's, uh, I mean, okay, well, this is kind of funny. But yeah. if you're at a gym, and the majority of time I go to the gym, I'm hanging down like you know by the weights, or you know I'm not I'm not in the cardio section. I don't really like doing cardio where most of the women hang out. Mm. But for some reason, whenever there's or you're in the gym and there's like that, there's one chick in the gym, and most I mean you know this isn't a secret. Guys know this. Just because there's a female in the gym, she's more attractive, and I think that's because in the immediate environment, she's the only one. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's normal, you know. Even even if you know she's not, you know, you know, I've there's been better gym chicks, whatever, you know. There's other <laughs> there's other women more attractive, you know. Back to training, or you know, wake up, whatever. Yeah. It's like you know, I'm training, and there she is. That's interesting. <laughs> um, but this is really important. I mean, if okay, you're in a relationship, you've been married for ten years. And you're like, you know, it doesn't affect me because I'm not even, I'm not even aroused to have these encounters. And it's like, well, then well, you... that's the problem, isn't it? Well, then you better, you better check yourself <laughs> because you're going to end up with some kind of cancer. <laughs> I mean, to make it a, you know... Cancer of the wiener. Like, uh, uh, this word always confuses me. It's, uh, it's not, it's prostate. Yeah, prostate cancer. Okay, yeah. 
It's like, this is, I mean, it's, it could be wrong, but it's like, you know, you need to make sure you're functioning well. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, well, that's a, yeah, that's a complex. I mean, a, a lot of people like to say, if you don't jerk off and ejaculate, then then it affects your prostate. But, I mean, I, ha- I actually had a look at those studies in a bit more depth, and it's really? like, well, if, if yeah, if you're 60 years old, if you're 50, 60 years old, then, yeah, you need to... You need to um, masturbate and ejaculate regularly, but regularly for a 50, 60-year-old man is is like once a, a month or once bi-monthly. So it's not it's not like when you read that the, that headline, you know, you know, it's not like oh, I'm jacking off six times a day, so I've got to keep that prostate gland working. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> it it was working just fine. Don't worry too much about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you know, it's, it's you know, we're now we're talking about men's health. This is this is important. Yeah. Um, and and I wasn't aware of that. I mean, I wasn't aware that that you know that I'm probably looking at you know in the next you know foreseeable future that maybe Joanna mightn't be as attractive to me, or maybe that you know I mightn't be attracted to her anymore. Or maybe she might not be attracted to you. It works and both that's ways. The, I think that's the more pertinent fact like if you if your um uh if your wife suddenly realizes hang on my husband is is no longer attractive to other women that must mean i'm with a loser and that's like this typical uh situation which 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 has been been described at length where where an alpha male uh, you know, I used to term alpha male. It's kind of it's it's not really a, an accurate distinction, but you know, we say a, a young, virile male, a commanding, dominant, very masculine figure um, in charge of his life and everything. Um, but he he gets with this woman, and and over time, she starts trying to like just chip 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 away in his dreams like oh baby you don't have to go make that million dollar deal um stay in bed with me uh yeah let's and, put a movie on yeah yeah uh and li- little by little he starts to become less and less of that young stud that he once was uh and, until eventually she has like chipped away all of his masculinity and then she says well i'm not attracted to her anymore because, yeah, that's a, that's the way it goes. It's like a woman is, a, many women, most women, um, and this might even be a, be biological. But the w- women like to test men and make sure they're still men. Keep keep touching them, poking them, making sure they're still real. Are those muscles just, uh, you know, in these ones? There's a, <laughs> are they just inflated? balloons or <laughs> well i think it's it's, it's, it's important that the <laughs> the guy walks around the kitchen with his shirt off and <laughs> walks to the fridge and grabs that beer for breakfast and uh and says uh you know i mean uh it's good to be back at the gym isn't it <laughs> because just because you're married doesn't mean you don't need to win your wife over constantly yeah yeah i mean you know he's I didn't. I never thought about this stuff, but it's like you know. You, you start. I started reading magazines, and they put in cheesy articles like, uh, "You need to make sure that your wife finds you attractive." Uh, you know, you can't. You can't change the way that you. You know, compared to first date to, you know, five years into marriage. Mm. 
you know, that what, just because she's locked into a binding contract and, you know, and, and you guys sleep in the same room that all of a sudden it's like, you know, she has to love me because I'm her husband. It's like, you know, don't, don't get that messed up. Mm. When she comes home and there's wieners in the sink for dinner, you're the loser, man. <laughs> this, I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But it, it happened to Homer Simpson and that was devastating. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, he uh, he probably should put a shirt on more often around the house. <laughs> Just draw, draw on some uh, some six pack with a sharpie, yeah, or some buttons. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, okay. On the other side, monogamy. The big M uh, away from polyamory. Let's. Um, so yeah, I mean, some people who whom I respect have actually. Uh, said that that monogamy is very important, and they've got these these variety of reasons for that. So, like the other day, listening to Tom Woods' uh, podcast, Tom Woods, historian and and um, historian with the with the Austrian economics um, background as well. Um, uh, uh, some somebody had had wrote in and asked, "What is one thing uh, that you wish more people knew?" Um, in or more people acknowledged in the liberty movement, and he said that um, sexual activity has to, has the potential to create life, and so you have to treat it with some kind of respect. Like it's not just something to 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 throw around all over the place. And on the other side, not just on a personal level, but also on the on the level of like political power, um, the family unit is one of the strongest defenses against uh states getting getting too powerful and that's why you have things for example uh in nazi germany of course the first thing hitler did or one not the first thing uh there's the first thing he did was probably ha- um, bratwurst and eggs but there's, a, there's one of the most important things he did was say let's set up this hitler youth uh we'll get the the kids away from the parents um, the kids are going to be um, strongly in, indoctrinated with our ideals, uh, and then they're not going to care too much about what the parents think. They'll think the parents are fuddy duddies. Uh, what the what the parents say isn't so important. Or for another example, uh, the Economist. Ooh, who is it? Well, I believe it's Walter Williams. Um, he has some some programs talking about the welfare state in the, in the United States and how they they actually um, whether deliberately or not systematically break up the black family unit in the United States which is so strange because the 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 blacks survived slavery that didn't shake their family unit they still had you know parent parents and and, and children and they still had family traditions and all these sorts of things but in the, in the 20th century FDR's New Deal in the United States and and subsequent social programs s- slowly over time uh, managed to degrade this uh, this this strong institution of fa- of family which existed for so long. Uh, then uh, let's see when I, when when I took ayahuasca actually that was. Um, Something that came up, uh, Mother Ayahuasca said to me, listen, um, you're, 
your sexual energy is is something to be taken care of. You can't just, yeah, you, again, you can't just go go throwing it around everywhere. Um, when I had a, a spiritual psychologist in here to 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 bless the place and, and cleanse it um, of like bad juju, uh, she said a similar thing. She said um, uh, she she's from a Catholic background, but she's not associated with the church, and she said. Um, you have to be careful with your sexual energy. Like, don't just go screwing every floozy. Uh, and it's not because it's a sin, but it's because the sexual energy is very delicate. It's like the this flower and you can't just, you know, keep squeezing it or something, or something like that. It's going to damage it. You've got, you've got to treat it with care and, and respect. Yeah. See, um, adding to that, I've, I've heard that this everyone's sexual energy or just energy because mm. because this kundalini energy that we all have uh is i mean it's sexual in nature mm. so the energy that we have can be transferred to people uh-huh. yeah uh, i mean in this in this uh in act of of having relations with people yeah you know you pick up energy and you give energy so yeah. um you know i, I don't know what's involved in that exactly. But when you're with someone that's got a lot of problems, then chances are you might attract or they might stick to you a little bit. And to shake that, mm. you know, you need, to, you need to be, I don't know, all kinds of spiritual cleansing and brujos and I don't, it's that, I mean, that, this level of science, I don't think is very well explored, but you feel it. Yeah. It's like, you know, you, yes. you, you feel whether things are good with you, with your partner or whether, you know, whether you're going to have trouble. And then you're like, you know what? Things changed since, um, since having this girlfriend. And you know, look at that, look at that, you know, mates of mine. Mm. And it's like, all of a sudden we're not hanging out anymore. And I can see. Succubus. He's not doing too well. <laughs> things are happening. Yeah. He's not yeah. switched on like he used to be. You, you changed, man. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> Uh, it, it happens. And I think the energy's got something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, and then le- on a less uh, woo, 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 woo level, you can look at it and just say, of course, you're hanging out with that person more time. Of course, there's going to be some, some rub off of habits and that kind of thing, um, d- depending how you look at it. But I, I do think there's something to that energy thing. Like, uh, like when you, when you really make love to somebody and sometimes you feel like uh, like you can't tell where your body ends and, and theirs begins. You know that feeling? Yeah. 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 I mean, this is like, like when time stops at love at first sight. Um, when, you, when you start a relationship with, uh, with a new partner and all of a sudden, you know, Everyone's saying what happened. You fall in love or something, because all of a sudden it's like you know you're, you're bouncing what off the walls. Tommy was so. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just I'm just channeling these alien beings. I, okay. I, I don't need to think about what I'm talking about. It just comes out. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if this is on, on point or not, but um, there's, there's a joke I heard a couple times in the in the in the last week. It might have some relevance here about you know strong family units. And, uh, and having... You're a unit. Well, you know, I'm working on it. I want a big family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so we have Barack Obama, 
and wife Michelle Obama they've walked in, they've gone to a restaurant yeah. to eat and uh, and Barack Obama's he sees the chef he's like uh, hey Michelle wasn't isn't that your uh, your ex mm. you know head chef you know doing doing well I mean you know nothing against you know not comparing presidents to chefs or anything but you know there's your I know which one I'd rather be there's your uh, ex mm. and uh, and then so you know so Barack being being the man, I'm assuming. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, you it know, starts like, moving in a in a and he goes, cartoon um, fashion of masculinity. Okay, Mickey Mouse version of masculinity. You could have married that guy. You would have been the wife of a chef. And uh, you know, so Michelle stops eating, puts down her knife and fork, and says, uh, "Excuse me, but you got it all wrong." Yeah. If I married that guy, he would have been president. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's important to know your place, <laughs> who you are. And okay. Well, we know who wears the pants in that relationship. That's a well, you know, very I, telling. I don't want to say that. <laughs> or did I? Um, uh, I, I told you it was a joke. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Barry, you need to bomb Syria. I told <laughs> No more sex until you bomb Syria. That's you got to kill like at least ten thousand civilians. If you don't kill ten thousand civilians today, that's it. We're we're through. Can you imagine if that's real? I, I don't even. It makes me sick. <laughs> I mean, is that is that is that what happens? Because I mean, I, now I have to consider that because you know I'm I'm married. It's not who's single Aaron going to be. It's who's married Aaron going to be. <laughs> and I need to make sure that's kind of in check okay. with the other guy. Well, you didn't, you didn't marry Lady Macbeth. Uh, I, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know who that is. Okay. No. But, but I, you know, it's, I mean, this is, this is like relationship stuff. Um, I think it's important that even, I mean, you know, before you even start letting yourself go, I mean, if, you're, if your wife's telling you not to make that deal, you know, to, to sleep in and to watch more movies and, you know, no worries, drink the beer. Like, yeah, cool. Short term. <laughs> I mean, or, or am I being the machista man? Like, you know, forget about the wife. Forget about your family. Like, you need to do what you need to do. And, Wait, uh, is, that, is, is that machista? I think that's, that's proper masculinity. Like, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. And he, he does. And if he, if he doesn't, then nobody's going to respect him. They see him as a cuckold. It's a catch. I mean, it's a trap. Be careful. Be careful out there, guys. There are millions of women trying to steal your masculinity and put it in small boxes at the end of their beds. And you know what's the worst part? What? You don't even see it. Mm, you don't even see your own masculinity because you're such a fucking cuckold. You're already dead, right, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're making it sound like it's evil, like you know your wife's you know casting spells or something. But I mean, this goes both ways. You know, you, you might. I mean, I'm just using the the man, females. You know, the man, like you know, because I'm the man. But if you're if you're the if you're the chick, or yeah. the, you know, or the you know the strong modern woman, then you need to be careful that you know that your husband's not putting seeds in your mind, so mm. that you know all of a sudden you're not following. What you want to do, mm. because then you snap, 
wake up five, ten years down the track and you're like, you know what? I never, I never followed my career for you. Mm. And now look what happened. Mm. Mm. Is that on point? Uh, <laughs> where, where are we going here? The point is don't trust anybody. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. This is an interesting note. My friend Carla told me this story and she, she was... Uh, sitting around with all of her, her, her male friends, and the, but there's like one or two girlfriends in the room. Uh, and she's, she starts talking about this, this polyamory stuff or whatever, and she's like, well, I don't see why, you know, why can't a guy have, a, have an extra girlfriend or an extra lover or whatever, you know, they have whatever it is. And, and the, the girlfriend, one of the girlfriends, like, takes her aside and she's like, what are you doing uh, why are you trying to plant these seeds in into the mind of, of my boyfriend? Like somehow he, of course, he wasn't capable of imagining a scenario where you're, where he had a harem of women. You're it killing was, me, man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he can. You know, the idea crossed his mind, but I, I guess you know, having it come up in conversation and having it come from a woman in conversation makes it seem that much more realistic and. And even, uh, yeah, even possible in a real world, then, uh, yeah. I think that's the problem, that, that we're, to an extent, programmed that it's not possible or that it's even wrong. Mm, mm. And, uh, you know, so, so we think these thoughts and, and all of a sudden, you know, we feel like, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not such a, a good guy. Why am, why am I thinking this? Mm. You know, this is not correct. This is a friend of yours. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I've I've never heard. Uh, actually, that's that's not true. It's uh, it's very rare. Uh-huh. Like it's not it's not common. But even I mean, you've tra- you've dated like European women and stuff. So, it's a it's, uh, is that you know maybe it's a bit more open minded there, Scandinavia. Oh, definitely more open minded. I've got, yeah. I got no 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 question. But uh, you know, it really depends on. Really depends on. It's like you know. I think most most young people. I say young people because we're starting to come to this point where we can see that uh, you know we don't have to do what our what our parents did, and yeah. you know we don't have to just you know have to go to school and get a job and get married and have kids. All of a sudden, it's like you know there's there's many strong examples of people that you know that that followed alternative paths. Mm-hmm. And and now we're at the point where like you know well okay sorry mum and dad you know you wanted me to get married and uh, you know and that's that's not for me and we're at a, we're at an age where I think as a collective society we're beginning to uh, listen to that we're beginning to understand and respect that a little bit but it's still I mean that I mean to have more than okay you're you're a guy and you got more than than one wife I mean. Thanks. In Thanks this in this society, that's interesting, <laughs> different, alternate. Uh, I think it's cool to have people thinking about it, but would you get away with it? <laughs> what do you mean get get away with it? Like it's a, like you're committing a, uh, do you see what like I'm saying? Grand theft order or something? Like, would you get away with get get away with what? Uh, I've been going. Ah, I'm out here in the open. <laughs> it's no conspiracy to murder. Um, well, you know, I have a million wives. Who's going to stop me? That's the question. You could be that one guy to 
change everything. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna start running a like Jonestown cult or something. But the thing is, you need to start with one wife, and then then build on that. No, I could marry two on the same day. I think it'd be best to do that, just in case you get confused, and stick with the one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case I get thrown off track later. Yeah. Don't know, man. This energy. You, yeah. you, you might want. You might want to do the right thing. Yeah. All of a sudden. The right thing. Um, who knows what that is? Uh, yeah. Well, this is the question that I wanted to raise. Uh, what kind of relationship that do you want? Maybe you don't want to do. You know, maybe we do things just because they're traditional, and that's the way we thought. We always thought a relationship should be structured, um, but. Maybe it doesn't have to be like that. So there's an interesting graphic which you brought up and put put in the show notes here on, um, and it's I think it's from Sex at Dawn, the the, the book about polyamory, uh, and it's it's got this huge range of non-monogamous relationships, and the, there's like it, this this graphic isn't exactly exhaustive, but it, it must have about thirty thirty or forty types here. And it's so funny that we think, you know, oh, traditional marriage, um, one husband, one wife, and that, and that's normal. But uh, it's not exactly normal because we see in this picture, like you have things like where a guy goes to the strippers. When he's out of town, he, go, he goes to a brothel um, all the way to, to uh, what it's got listed here is unicorn polyamory. You can only be my girlfriend if you agree to be my husband's girlfriend too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there's a there's a whole wide range of of other options which maybe maybe people want to consider or maybe they don't because some of these actually sound kind of gross. <laughs> it's it's a there's a, it's a lot, um, but this when I saw this, it was I mean you're looking at this graphic for a while, you're looking at like okay it's where sucked in. Yeah, it's like you, you look at it and like there's so much, there's so many overlapping areas. And you've got the classics, like, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Right. But uh, it, it's a good uh, open mind, you know, thought diagram. I don't know. Is that, is that, is <laughs> yeah, a little th- thought experiment to push, push open your mind a little bit. Or, what, you know, what if you have something like that that stupid Owen Wilson movie Hall Pass where they're like okay so for one week you can do whatever you want uh, uh, maybe that should be like part of your part of your agreement in your relationship like at the start well you know we're in a long term relationship but one week per year it's you know we get to blow off some steam all bets are off yeah, yeah. should have got that written in <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah you could have negotiated that on the prenub I think yeah you just don't think about that you know you're just caught up with the traditions oh, you don't you don't think about it I think about it um, what about this this I, I think this is this is an idea which I kick around in my mind for uh, for quite a while I've been thinking about this uh, 18 year cohabitation contract for for the child so you're with someone and you know who knows i mean relationships don't last forever so let's let's be honest but it's your responsibility if you're going to have a child you need to make sure that that child has has um parents to care for 
for, for him or her uh, to make sure everything is fine, give positive role models um, to, to have a healthy relationship together so the child can see how that works. And so um, you, have, you have this agreement to live together for 18 years and you don't necessarily need to be um, in a relationship with that person for 18 years, but, but uh, you need to demonstrate um, to, to the child um, what, uh, what is expected of adults and what is, what is mature behavior. Um, and yeah, so I think it's, it's important to think about that thing in advance because what a lot of people would do is like they have a marriage for five or 10 years and they're like, Oh, well, let's go. What about the kids? Uh, you know, we'll figure that out later. Well, <laughs> well that's very unfair on, on the children. Uh, so that's something I think about a lot. I think a lot of people should think about that a yeah. lot more than what they than what they do. Hmm. I mean, of course, you know, early days. Of course, you want to be a, a good parent. Yeah. Until yeah. until you begin to to go down the path where you know both both people in the relationship don't respect or care for each other. Yeah. They they begin to hate each other. Acting out of ways that they would even expect down the track towards each other, which is not healthy for children. Yeah, taking it out on the kids even. I mean, who knows? All, so, all sorts of things happen when you don't plan. Proper planning present, prevents piss-poor performance. That's the five Ps of proper parenting, probably. Who plans for kids, man? We're in Mexico. <laughs> kids <We're>... just happen. <laughs> Yeah, they just pop right up out of the out of the ground. Yeah. Uh cool. Probably should have left the cameras rolling because I think these guys missed out. Yeah, it's a that was a pretty special story you told there. Well, uh, yeah, we were just discussing um some something happened unusually a, a few months ago and it and it made us in a in a little show, personal show notes here we wrote down the question what would you do if one of your bros out of nowhere sprung it on you? Like if your bros, you know, you're, you're alone with one of your, <laughs> your bros, like you're just gone swimming or something and it's just like, hey, so um, what do you say? <laughs> yeah, see, coming back from the break, that seems out of context to the whole show. <laughs> but, I mean, it's still, it's rela- I'm trying to bring it back. It's relationships. It's about... Uh, it has, maybe it has something to do with what we're talking about. Do you, no, do you want, yeah. no, no, I guess it does, exactly. <laughs> okay. When you look at that graphic, I wonder if that's there. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, of course. So on the, on the down low is another kind of uh, polyamorous relationship. On the down low. Yeah. Well... Yeah. So, so a, guy, a guy can be completely heterosexual for everybody, for all intents and purposes. But... If there's a if if there's a gay a homosexual opportunity um, presented to him, uh, where nobody's going to find out about it, um, I won't tell if you don't tell. On the on the down low, and you know, especially um, among married men, it's 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 quite a thing in the United States. But like it says here in the graphic, my husband's not gay; he just goes to the bathhouse on weekends, just like Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Watson. Yeah, see, okay, where we go from here is that 
although it's just an example in a graphic. That's a <laughs> you did actually go to a Turkish bathhouse. Ah, it's a real thing. This happens. Turkish bathhouses are all over the place, ruining our society with the the de- degeneracy. It's not about being gay. Yeah, you know, if that's you, <laughs> that's cool, whatever. But you know, like this, this happens to everybody. I'm assuming because. Uh, have you you've had an encounter like this? Uh, Personal, I mean, I, mean I, I, know, I know I have, and I, I, know, I know people around <laughs> okay. me have. So. You're asking, you're asking if, a, if a bro sprung it on me um, out of nowhere. Um, no, I don't. Not that I remember, no. Okay, so now, because I would have thought maybe a couple of years ago that I would have been like, no, this doesn't happen. Hmm. But the fact that it's it's happened a couple times, or possibly more, in, in my close circles, it's like, you know, these mistakes or these opportunities <laughs> pop up. And, uh, you know, there's nothing to be, like, uncomfortable about. It's just like, uh, you know, are you down or are you not? Right. And then, then, you, then you make a decision, usually. Okay, so tell, you know, quit the waffle. Tell us the story. Okay. Um Okay, well, it's because I mean, this is like this is like TV. It's like cab time capsule is for the rest of time. But you know, it's, it's cool. It's cool that it happened to me. It's like you know, th- these things happen. Um, I'll, I'll give you the short version. Okay, I mean, and if you think I'm cutting back on details too far, please let me know. I was at a party, uh, you know, shared bathroom party, and I'm talking about like a, a nightclub. <laughs> You just said it as if the the entire party is in the bathroom and everybody. Well, you know, you go to, you go to some of these fancy nightclubs that don't okay, have the inter- that, that the, don't okay, have the party is in the bathroom. The bathroom you know scene, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So there's there's no there's no male bathroom. There's no female bathroom. It's just, you know the bathrooms. Where are they? You know, around the corner. Wherever down there, everybody's dropping pills that's where the bathroom is that's where the party is so you go into the bathroom and you walk in and it's like yeah this is just another room of the nightclub just a, just another room you know with with lights and and mirrors and uh you know it's it's fine you know there's girls in there there's guys in there so it's like you know cool i'm at i'm at a nice place and you know they don't worry about you know equal gender stuff it's fine right. um and of course you know, just a, just a simple guy from Newcastle. Even that was a little bit confronting. But then I walked into a cubicle because I'm legitimately going to the bathroom. And, uh, you know, I was followed into the bathroom. And I was like, okay, someone brought a party bag. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll have some candy done. And then, it's, then, then what? And then it's like, I'm getting this look. Like, I have to do it. Guys, tune in. And, you know, this, this guy, you know, colleague of mine, he, uh, he nods at me. Gives me that, gives me that smile, and I was like, um, I don't know, man. I thought it was free. I, I, I thought, you know, this arrangement was like, I thought we're done here. And it's like, nah, you know, the wink, the, smile, <laughs> the nod. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting fired signals, and I don't know these expressions all over the shop. And I, I you know, I've, I'm at a work party, so I don't know what the hell was going on. Mm. You know, I, I was drunk at lunchtime. Now I'm, I'm not even. I don't even know what state I'm in. I'm incapable of seeing myself. Okay, I'm. I'm just. A, I'm just an aura floating around the party at this point. Uh, so you know. So I'm just saying. You know, it's a simple mistake. 
as in this actually happened. And uh, and I, I said, mate, you're going to have to talk to me. I don't know what you're saying. And, uh, <laughs> right. and, uh, so this guy's making these excessively suggestive gestures at you. It felt like it went for a while. <laughs> and you're just like, uh, what, do I have something on my teeth? What are you trying to say to me? And uh, he, he, he gave me another nod, another wink, and I went again. And he said, uh, flop it out. <laughs> now he's like gesturing, hand job, blow job. Something, you know, undercarriage, <laughs> car wash, whatever. And, uh, and and it was like there was a moment. There was a moment where it was like, you know, I, I was drunk, high off my face, and I was sober. And I thought, this, this is real? This really happening? Like, I, I've been working with you for, what, a year or so? Like, you know, like we're cool uh, now? Like, it was, it was weird. <laughs> it was weird because there was absolutely no way that um, <laughs> well, actually what was going through my head was like, how do I let this guy down? Like, I don't want to hurt his feelings. Mm-hmm. He might be in love with me or something. Like, you know, <laughs> stupid heterosexual guy getting a proposition by, you know, obviously a semi-flamboyant homosexual. And, and I'm worried about his feelings. <laughs> and I, I just said, sorry, mate, you know, not, you just don't, no, you don't suit the criteria for persons that do that, that work. Um, and then, and then I, I mean, I felt, I felt a bit bad, but I didn't, I didn't feel uncomfortable or dirty or weird about it. I was just like, sorry, mate, sorry. And I had to leave. And then I walked out and completely forgot about it and just continued the party. So that's how you get free drugs in Sydney nightclubs. The thing was, I totally forgot that even happened, Compl- <laughs> suppressed it in, you know, in the, I, I don't know. It's just it was a memory Dead that was completely gone. And uh, and then you asked me a question a moment ago in the break, and I was like, everything just came back. Like <laughs> someone opened up the hall of records, and the the book of acacia was thrown at my face. <laughs> Bam! Remember this one? That was you. Um, but this is the thing. It was only me and him. Nobody would have known about it. You know, unless he had a camera up there or something. <laughs> And up where? <laughs> well, I, I was, it's the thing. I was like, I'm out of, I'm out of my zone. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. And, and then I wondered, this must happen to a lot of straight guys. You know, I'm talking maybe chicks as well, you know, that get these sort of gay encounters thrown on you. And it's, uh, I mean, I can imagine it can be confronting. Mm. It can be shocking, especially if it's a, a good friend of yours. Um, you know, like, Talking like after the after the game, the footy sheds, and all of a sudden, you know, one of your one of your mates that you've been playing football with for years, all of a sudden is like, you know, you want to you want a massage, and you're like, well, you know, not really, but my back is pretty tight, and all of a sudden, one thing leads to another. <laughs> Watch out, kids! There's homosexuals everywhere lurking behind trees. They could be waiting to turn you into one of their kind. You will roam the earth forever as a sinful beast. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> is it? But I mean, it's not. It's not like. Um, mm. Okay, it happened to me once. Hasn't happened since. But it seems like something that um, you know. I don't know. I'm lost for words here, man. Okay. It, it, it's, okay. it's so uh, it's a beautiful experience. You regret nothing, and. and uh, 
Let's just leave it at that. I think <laughs> I made the right decision not to open that box. <laughs> it's uh, that's it's, a box isn't involved in those situations. Okay, so my my name's Kurt Robertson, and my name's Aaron Battle. This has been the Paradise Paradox, and you can jump onto uh, Facebook and press like on on Facebook, press like and subscribe on YouTube, on uh, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict. Uh, your mother's underwear drawer that probably has something to to do with what we do as well and you can buy some t-shirts off us as well see the t-shirt link and you've got gold silver bitcoin real money a special t-shirt just for you uh so head on over to the paradiseparadox.com you can get one of those uh cool anything else aaron i think i'm in trauma okay that's that's too bad yeah it's not it's not cool See you guys. Peace. Peace.